I am professional wrestler Chris Rex, and if you're hearing my voice, that means you're listening to the Bear of Texas podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of Cowboys Talk, the Dallas Cowboys discussion segment of the Bear of Texas podcast. Well, ladies and gentlemen, if December has already been stressful, it's only going to get more difficult for the Dallas Cowboys because this Sunday... The Dallas Cowboys travel to our nation's capital to take on the Washington football team. And quite frankly, I am nervous about this game, but I'm sure everybody knows everything I've been saying about this team ever since the slumpy November. I even said, how the hell can this team win the NFC East? And, uh, well, this uh, this kind of game for this week is uh, what I ultimately worry about. You know, because there's so much concern going on, you know, the offensive problems. Uh, we don't know, you know, if this defense can truly keep it up. Although the, the defense is expected to have a few reinforcements back this week, that remains to be seen. And I really hope it happens because the Cowboys need all the help they can get for the rest of the season, especially on defense, but also on the offense too. Believe it or not. So here we go. Look, I am pretty sure I. Everybody saw the tweet that I said that you know, honestly, Washington. I used to say the Cowboys are honestly not better than Washington. A lot of people probably got that the wrong way, but the point is Washington is on a four-game winning streak, and and Dallas has not really been doing good lately. I mean, Dallas overall is loaded on talent, but you know what? The Washington football team, they are loaded on talent on the defense, not to mention they have a very good head coach and a very good defensive coordinator, Jack Del Rio. Somebody that we know very well, and of course, we all know Ron Rivera very, very well. Now, we got Dan Quinn on the defense, but, you know, everybody, of course, is already... People are still uh, spitting all over Dan Quinn, which is really pathetic, because Dan Quinn's been doing a good job so far this year. Even though the defense has had some problems of its own, Dan Quinn has been doing a fine job. And from what I understand, a source did mention today, I believe it must have been uh, Sports Nation or something like that, and they mentioned, and you know, they mentioned how December is allegedly Mike McCarthy's best month historically. It was actually uh, bloggingtheboys.com that released that story. And yeah, I mean, I I do know, you know, Mike McCarthy does in fact have a history of tremendous success in the month of December. Now, of course, last year with the Cowboys, that didn't seem to be the case. However, you know, we'll see how things go this year. Cowboys already picked up the first win in December by beating the Saints, although uh, the win itself was uh, not too convincing. But, you know, this this game this week, I mean, the Cowboys need to win this game. You know, as a matter of fact, the Cowboys have to beat the Washington football team, and they got to do it twice. We got them in Washington this week, and in two weeks, we got them at home in Arlington. And both times last year, the Cowboys were embarrassed. Now, although the last year, that you know, the first time we didn't have a quarterback because Andy Dalton got knocked out of the game, our offensive line was already completely dead. Nothing was going right for the Cowboys last year. And Washington took full advantage of it both times. And the second time on Thanksgiving was even more humiliating because the situation was a bit different. Now, Washington is on a four-game winning streak. That can't be taken away. They were 2-6, and six, and now they're 6-6. Six and six. Now, who do they beat on this four-game winning streak? Well, let's start off with a win against Tampa. Now, that... And and I'm going to get to those in a second. So, they beat Tampa. Then they beat... I believe it was 
Carolina. I know last week they beat Las Vegas. I'm actually going to take a look at uh, I know they started off with a win against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Okay, yeah. It was the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Then it was the Carolina Panthers. Okay. And then it was the Seattle Seahawks at home on Monday Night Football. And last Sunday it was the Las Vegas Raiders. Now the first win against Washington. Now it was reminded that Washington had a very banged up secondary. Okay. And Carolina just, you know, is just not a good team. Seattle, obviously not a good team. And Las Vegas, well, in in our case, you know, Las Vegas Raiders go from beating the Cowboys to playing horribly, finishing horribly against the Washington football team. So that being said, you know, and a lot of people have said to me, like, you know, of course they said I over, I've, I've been overreacting too much. And when I said that Dallas is not better than Washington, you know, I talk about, well, they're on a four-game winning streak. They've been playing exceptionally well. And they mentioned, well, they've beaten bad teams, okay? That might be the case, but we cannot take it away from the Washington football team, okay? Tyler Heineke is actually making some mistakes. He's taking unnecessary risks, okay? But somehow the Washington football team is still winning, Okay? The Washington football team does have a running game, okay? The passing game may not be as fierce as the Cowboys, but the Washington football team, make no mistake, they do have a passing game. The Washington football team has a decent offense, and they do have a decent defense. Therefore, they are well-balanced, and overall, they may not be the best team, but Washington football team, you you better to as hell not underestimate them, because if you underestimate them, God damn it, you will pay the ultimate price. I can guarantee you that. <laughs> And like, Dallas is eight and four. Washington is six and six. Okay. Let's not you know. Let's not mention the fact that Washington, you know, is really is that it's basically the team with nothing to lose. Okay, the Cowboys. You know, it would have seemed you know not long ago they were six and one. Now they're eight and four. You know, two and three since then. You know, that's just. Completely unacceptable. Losing to the Chiefs was was bad enough. You know, suffering that loss on Thanksgiving was bad enough because it was bad enough that we suffered three straight losses on Thanksgiving, and that's embarrassing. And now here we are. Now, now this week, from what I from what I understand, is that when I was talking about those reinforcements, is that I'm sure that, that was, all these players and coaches are off the uh, COVID nineteen restricted list. And they're talking about, you know, whether Calvin Joseph should be getting more playing time. I'm starting to think maybe he should. But for not, and I know that, and I understand that Sean Wright is actually supposed to be back too. He was also on the COVID-19 restricted list. But from what I understand is that Neville Gallimore and Randy Gregory are, are both on track to come back this week. Neville Gallimore, as we know, has been out since the Arizona Cardinal game during the preseason and and that was a huge that was a huge loss because uh, let's not forget that Neville Gallimore was actually having a tremendous training camp. I mean, the dude, the sky was the limit for this dude coming this season. But you know what? Even though he's coming back, you know it's December. Neville Gallimore can still do good. Rack up a rack up some big sacks, get some huge tackles for losses, maybe force a couple of strip sacks. Neville Gallimore can still do it. And if the Cowboys go to the playoffs, Neville, Neville Gallimore can help the Cowboys make a deep run. I mean, right now, my biggest expectation is for the Cowboys to make it as far as the NFC Championship. Although, right now, I don't know if that's the case. I mean, right now, I don't even know if the Cowboys can even make the playoffs. Although, everybody's telling me, don't worry, Alex. They will win the NFC East. All right, you need to stop overreacting. 
Okay, maybe I'm overreacting, maybe I'm not. But the bottom line is the Cowboys do have some problems, which I'm going to get to in a little bit. And going back on the defense, so now with the return of Randy Gregory, I'm, Micah Parsons is probably going to be pushed back to his linebacker position, but which is fine because Micah, Micah Parsons excuse me, can excel as a defensive end, as, as a linebacker. I mean, Micah Parsons has 10, 10 sacks. It's Micah Parsons just been outstanding. Okay. And Micah Parsons is that player. If you put him anywhere, if you if you give him some uh, give him a, a chance, Micah Parsons makes the most of it. So you, we can put Micah Parsons wherever, and I'm sure he's gonna be he's gonna be really happy to have Randy Gregory back alongside him, along with Neville Gallimore. You know we got Demarcus Lawrence back. So, I mean, so the Cowboys play, defense is getting some big key players back at the right time. But we'll have to see if they can dominate against Washington. And the defense, you know, Anthony Brown. Now, Anthony Brown did some somewhat have a better game against the Saints than he did against Las Vegas. I mean, for one thing, there was no penalties called on him. Although, he did still get torched a couple of times. But, Anthony Brown is really, really going to have to prove himself in this game. And that goes also goes for Jordan Lewis. That goes for Trayvon Diggs. Uh, Damonte Casey. You know, everybody. Even you know, Curse, you know, all those guys, you know, had the interceptions uh, last week. You know, they're gonna have to do this again this week. Okay, one of the keys to victory is to keep Tyler Heineke out of his comfort zone. But the keys to victory will be the last thing. So the Cowboys' defense needs to pick it up big time. They're gonna have to, you know, another key to victory. So you know, sack the quarterback, force some turnovers. So that's number two. That's another key to victory. But the Cowboys' defense looks exceptionally well. And from what I understand is that starting tomorrow, I think Mike McCarthy should be back from the uh, COVID-19 restrictive list as well and should return to his uh, head coaching duties. And, you know, we'll see if uh, Mike McCarthy really can have a tremendous December like he's known to have in his historic career. Because, you know, like I said last year, that, w that certainly wasn't the case. Although the Cowboys did win a couple of uh, ga key games last year in December, but, you know... It was too little, too late, because you know that Thanksgiving loss was really, was really it. All right. So now we get to the problems that the Cowboys have, and the problems are on offense. Okay. The running game is still dead. The passing game is still inconsistent. Okay. The offensive play calling is still a freaking cause for concern. Okay. I don't even know where the hell to start. Okay. It's bad enough that Jerry Jones comes on 105 through the fan and points the fingers at the wide receivers. Of course, he's not going to blame the quarterback. Okay. Number one, you know, honestly, if I were the receivers, you know what? I would not give a shit what Jerry Jones says. You know, my advice to receivers is this. Don't let that get in your head. You know what? Get get out there, run, you know, do do your jobs, you know, have some huge games and shut Jerry Jones up. That's the way to do it. But here's where Jerry Jones is wrong. Number one, it's not fair to just point at the, the ball, the uh, point the finger at the goddamn receivers and then not shift any mo any blame on the quarterback. And he mentions that, from what I understand, he's yeah, he of course he confirms Dak Prescott is 100% healthy, but you know I don't know. Maybe he's just saying that. But then I think he mentions how. The wide receivers are, you know, not running the routes correctly, and then they get behind or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm gonna look this up right now because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, you know, from what Jerry Jones said, I'm just like, you know, why, why, why the hell is he saying this? It's not right. So, uh, it, 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 it's not right at all. See, look at that. And Yahoo Sports is 
saying that you know bad routes run, run by our receivers. That that's what he said. And, and, and blames the incompletion on, on the receivers. Here's the deal: the passing game is inconsistent. Okay, that starts off with the offensive coordinator. Okay, first of all, okay, I, maybe I shouldn't say it, it starts off with Kellen Moore. The passing game overall is inconsistent. That means that it's on Dak Prescott and the receivers because when the passing game is inconsistent, that means the right receiver, the receivers and the quarterbacks are not on the same page. Okay? But it's mistakes from both sides. Maybe the right receivers don't run the route correctly. But then again, we've seen time and time again that Dak Prescott will either overthrow or underthrow his receivers. Okay? Or sometimes he'll hold on to the ball too long. And then he'll he'll either get sacked or then he'll be forced to throw the ball away where there was a clear, you know, taking away what could have been a huge gain. Okay? So that goes on both sides. You know, sometimes it's on deck, sometimes it's on the receivers, but the bottom line is, okay, the passing game is inconsistent. Okay? So that goes on either side. It could be on either on deck or the receivers. But then again, it's also on, on the offensive coordinator because we've seen time and time again Kellen Moore call incorrect. Call, it'll make incorrect calls on the passing game. Not call the right plays. We saw that last week. Kellen Moore, like, what the hell was that? On a third and nine, we, 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 we go on a short four-yard completion? That's not right. Okay, so, so, so that's the problem right there. So, so for Jerry Jones to go on 105 through the fan and blame blame the incompletions on the receivers, you know, that, 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 okay, that's not right at all. It's not right at all. And one more time, it's because when the passing game is inconsistent, it's mistakes from the quarterback, it's mistakes on the receivers, and also it's it's mistakes on the offensive play calling, okay? It is a team effort, okay? You win as a team, you work together, okay? So when the quarterback is making mistakes, when the wide receivers are making mistakes, when the offensive play caller is making mistakes, that is what leads to big inconsistency on the passing game. All right? So there, that's it. And speaking of the running game, it's bad enough that the running game has been dead, you know, for several weeks now. This shit, quite frankly, has gone too far. All right. The fact that Ezekiel Elliott has had less than fifty rushing yards in four straight games is painful. And Zeke Elliott's last one hundred plus rushing game was October tenth against the New York Giants. Now, from what I understand, Ezekiel Elliott has had a knee injury. But even Ezekiel Elliott himself has insisted that he is fine. He even further insisted that they're going to have to drag him off the field for him not to play. Look, I admire Zeke Elliott's courage. And Wiley, a.k.a. the Venomous Stare, actually said that the injury should not be a problem. Because when you're running back and you're being paid that money, a bruised knee shouldn't even stop you. Okay? And Wiley is right. Now, I have seen, now Zeke, I've seen him limping and you'll... You know, especially after that huge, after that one ten-yard run he had against the Saints, but at this point, I'm like, you know what? If we're not gonna put Zeke, uh, if we're not gonna rest him, you know what? Fine, we'll play him. But you know what? I don't think he should start. I think we should give Tony Pollard more runs as well. Tony Pollard, quite frankly, I'm just so sick of him of him being held back. But that's but the problem is, you know, and Wiley clarified this to me is the fact is. Zeke Elliott is getting is is what he's the one who's getting paid. So of course they're gonna keep Zeke as the start. They're gonna feed him the ball more, which makes sense. But the problem is Zeke Elliott is not be getting the job done, okay. And whether he's getting paid or not, there's, there's no reason to hold Tony Pollard back. So there's the huge problem right there. The running game has been dead, okay. 
Now, I said, you know, the problem is there's also the offensive line, but I should have thought of this sooner. If the offensive line was such a major issue as well, Dak Prescott probably would have been sacked six times against the Saints. And he was sacked a few times against the Raiders, but against the Saints, I think he was sacked only once or twice. So if the offensive line was as bad as I would say they are, then then Dak Prescott would have been stuffed more often. But even though he hasn't, the offensive line could still have problems because, you know, the running game is an issue, but... But from some of the critics, it says it's just the problem is, you know, maybe sometimes it's on the offensive line or Zeke is just, you know, because he's banged up, he's not able to break through as much. I said the bottom line is, I think at this point, Zeke Elliott should still, maybe should still play if they're not going to rest him. But don't give him as, as much snaps, even though he's, he's the one who's getting paid. Tony Pollard shouldn't be getting held back anymore because it's quite frankly, it's not fair. We saw Tony Pollard have that 58-yard run. So I would like to see Tony Pollard play more. And speaking of Tony Pollard, they actually announced today that he was uh, actually well. They they said that he did he was not out of practice. He was doing uh, rehab work because he had a suffered he picked up a foot injury, from what I'm told. And uh, and the Cowboys actually signed a running back to their practice squad, a guy who played for the uh, Atlanta Falcons. Uh, let me see if I can find his name right, uh, right now. The Cowboys they did sign a running back. They signed former Falcons running back Ito Smith, and he's on the practice squad. So. Um, yeah, I, I'm, so it's, it's unclear if he's going to be activated, but um, from what I'm told is that Tony Pollard uh, will be playing against Washington, so but either way, you know, it's good to have some reinforcements, so anyway. Ladies and gentlemen, let's take a quick 60-second break. Please don't go anywhere. I'll be right back. Ladies and gentlemen, I am back. I am the Bear of Texas, and this is Cowboys Talk. And this is the preview of this Sunday's game between the Dallas Cowboys and the Washington football team. So I just got done done talking about the current problems that the Cowboys have. The passing game inconsistency, the running game being dead, the questionable offensive play calling. Uh, This is just too much. This is why I'm so bothered and worried about the rest of the season, okay? You know, I hate to have to point these problems out, but, you know, what is it that everyone wants me to say? I'm not just going to ignore them because they can't be ignored. I mean, they just can. It's ridiculous. So, anyway, you know, and I really had to mention everybody about this whole thing, how Jerry Jones blamed the incompletions on the, on the receivers, and, and I said, look, when the passing game is inconsistent... The shift goes to you know the, the shift goes on everything you know, the quarterback sometimes is not doing his job sometimes like I said it's the receivers and then sometimes it starts with the offensive coordinator because if he's calling the right plays or not. The bottom line is, it doesn't matter whether you want to point the finger at Kellen Moore, whether you want to point the finger at Dak Prescott, whether you want to point it to Skitty Lamb, Amari Cooper, whatever. It doesn't matter because the bottom line is the passing game is inconsistent. And again, it's teamwork. They need to figure things out as a team. Okay? The bottom line. So now that we get to it, and speaking of Dak Prescott, you know, what's interesting is that he's actually 7-1 in his career against Washington. And he's 18-3 against NFC East teams in the past five years. And... Furthermore, I, sh- I should mention that last year, D- Dak Prescott did not actually play against Washington after he suffered that, f- that ankle fracture against the New York Giants. And then two weeks later, the Cowboys played Washington, and then we- Andy Dahl got knocked out of that game. So, 
So Dak Prescott will be playing Washington for the first time since 2019. And the last time Dak Prescott started against Washington, the Cowboys won 47-16. Well, that was in Arlington. So, I'm really hoping Dak Prescott can pull through in this game. Okay? And from what I understand, it was actually announced uh, this week that Dak Prescott is going to be uh, is is actually going to be nominated for the Walter Pay- Walter Payton uh, player uh, player of the year award. So, I mean that, that that's good, you know. I was really and I really thought that, you know, Dak Prescott would be a true candidate for the uh, NFL comeback player of the award as well. Or right now I'm not too sure what his odds are of uh acquiring that trophy, but if Dak Prescott can have a strong December then, you know, maybe maybe that maybe that award can be his. So anyway, now we have to get to the keys to victory for against the Washington football team. That the, what the Dallas Cowboys have to do in order to beat Washington. Okay. Number one. Keep Tyler Heineke out of his comfort zone. What that means is, is that the Cowboys defensive line are going to have to sack Tyler Heineke at least six times. Not only sack the guy, but if you can force a fumble, do that too. So, that, so that's key to victory number one is... Sack the quarterback, force turnovers, make stops, and avoid penalties at all costs. So the key to victory number one is dominate on defense. Okay? Key to victory number two. Keep the passing game consistent for once. Okay? Dak Prescott is going to have to find a way to connect well with Amari Cooper, CeeDee Lamb, Cedric Wilson... Malik Turner, Dalton Schultz, Noah Brown, whoever's out there. The passing game needs to be effective. Okay? So, key to victory number two. Consistence on the passing game. Number three. Revive the running game. Now, let's not, make no mistake. Washington's running defense is actually pretty good. Washington overall is a decent team. I'm not going to go through the ranks of these certain parts like I've done in this one, okay? But it's pretty obvious that Washington is not as bad as people like to say they are. I mean, everybody's saying you know, they, they won four games, but look at the teams they've beat and look look at the final scores and look at the the inability to score. Fine. But you know what? Against the Cowboys, the Washington football team could be a totally different team. We've seen Washington football teams that were bad, you know, really challenge a very good Cowboys uh, Cowboys team. We've seen that many, many times. This this is a classic rivalry. Anything can happen. Alright? So, key victory number three is the running game needs to come alive. Okay? If Ezekiel Elliott can finally pull through and have another, and rush for at least 100 yards, if he and Tony Pollard can both do that, that would really help the Cowboys. Because that would wear out the Washington football team defense. Okay? It's going to be difficult because Jack Del Rio has a very good defense with Washington. And Jack Del, and Jack Del Rio... Well, never underestimate that guy because that guy does no football, as does Ron Rivera. So the running game has to pick it up, okay? Number four, Cowboys need to be balanced overall as a team. That means the defense needs to do its job and the offense needs to do its job, all right? And therefore, like I said, so if if, if the first keys can be achieved, if the defense can... Force turnovers, sack the quarterback, make stops, avoid penalties. That's one. And the Cowboys need to be balanced on the running game and the passing game. The running game needs to run, be ran effectively. 
They need to run down the field. Okay, Zeke Elliott, Tony Pollard need to get some positive yards and get some long runs as well. At the same time, Dak Prescott needs to connect well with his receivers. But also, as far as that goes, Kellen Moore needs to do his job correctly. Call the correct amount of plays. Okay, or I should say, correct. Call the correct plays. Okay. Seriously, the problem is, is that Kellen Moore still doesn't have the Jason Garrett mentality out of his head. Okay. That's a problem. That's a big problem. Kellen Moore needs to call the correct plays. But we've, we've seen it. If the running game doesn't work, Kellen Moore abandon, abandons it. But at the same time, you ask yourself, the fact that if we've already tried to run the ball 10 times, then we only get 10 yards total, it's a, the running game is obviously not working. But at the same time, but if, you, if we put too much pressure on Dak Prescott, he has to throw more. That brings up a lot of pressure, and we might not win the game. So that's what I'm saying. that The offense needs to be balanced overall. Running game needs to dominate. The passing game needs to dominate. But Kellamore needs to call the right calls. All right, and that's number four. Number five. The coach, you know, Mike McCarthy needs to coach a good game. By that, he needs to manage the clock correctly, call a timeout exactly when it's necessary, and do not waste any time. If the Cowboys, before the half, are driving down the field and have a great opportunity to score, which would double their lead, they have to do it. If there's plenty of time, they're driving down the field, okay, if the clock keeps stopping and keeps going down and Mike McCarthy's not calling a timeout, he's, and the time is being wasted, that is bad. So Mike McCarthy needs to coach a very good game. Mike McCarthy needs to have a big return to his head coaching duties after missing last week. Mike McCarthy needs to prove why he has a very good track record in December. Overall, Mike McCarthy has to lead the Dallas Cowboys to a much-needed, hard-fought victory. Okay? Because mark my words, ladies and gentlemen. what The Washington football team is not going to go away. They are not going to let the Dallas Cowboys just stroll into their house and let them embarrass them just like that. If the Cowboys want to win... They're going to have to prove that they truly are better than the Washington football team. Because right now, I don't see the Cowboys being better than the Washington football team. I get it. The Cowboys, Now, as far as talent goes, the Cowboys have the edge. But as far as coaching goes, Washington has the edge. Okay? I'm dead serious. When it comes to having the edge, the talent might be with the Cowboys, but the coaching is with the Washington football team. And good coaching usually always wins. A team can have all the talent in the world, but if they're not, co- but, but if the ca- if, if the coaches are not doing their jobs correctly, they're not going to win. That's why I said key to victory number five. Mike McCarthy needs to coach a good game. But you know what? Let me make a change of that. Not just Mike McCarthy. That goes for Kellen Moore. That goes for Dan Quinn. That goes for everybody. The Dallas Cowboys must win as a team. Work as a team. Trust one another. Everybody needs to know their role and shut their mouth, to put it mildly. The whole thing out overall, Cowboys practice hard, be prepared, know your role, and shut your mouth. Do your job. Play effectively, win the game, prove that you deserve to be the NFC's champions, show the world that you mean business, that you are committed to making a deep run of the playoffs, because goddammit, the Cowboys need to get something going. The Cowboys need to put December behind them. They're going to have to have a good December. Uh, excuse me, put November behind them and have a good December. The ultimate test is this Sunday. 
Okay, next week they have the New York Giants, and then Washington is at, then they have Washington at home again. December is not going to be easy for the Dallas Cowboys. Three consecutive NFC East teams for playing the Arizona Cardinals at home and then finishing out the season in Philadelphia. That is anything but easy. But then again, when it comes to the Dallas Cowboys, there is no such thing as an easy schedule. Therefore, the Dallas Cowboys have to find a way to outsmart the Washington football team because, like, I'm dead serious. Dallas maybe look look maybe 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 they look better than the Washington football team, but I don't think that. I don't think that Dallas is that much is better than the Washington football team. At this point, like I said, Washington has the edge because of coaching. We might have the edge because of talent, but you know what? It's the coaching that matters. So, Mike McCarthy, everybody's everybody's gonna have to do their job. That's the way the Cowboys can win it. Now I'm nice enough to go back on my own word. I'll get. I'll put, I'll pick the Cowboys for this one, but I have to go Cowboys win thirty five to twenty seven. It's an NFC showdown with a classic arch rival, so it's not going to be easy. So Cowboys, I'm putting my faith in you. Don't let me down, ladies and gentlemen. Cowboys talk is available to you on all streaming platforms, including Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Amazon Music, and YouTube. Thank y'all very, very much for joining me this evening, and I will see y'all next time. Good night, everybody.